0: Welcome to the WebWell podcast brought to you by Cascade Web Development. I'm one of your hosts, Simon, along with Ben, and we can't wait to dive into all things internet, tech, web development, and web design. We'll also be discussing how we balance work and life and exploring the fascinating world of internet innovation. So whether you're a tech enthusiast or just looking for some entertainment, join us on this exciting journey as we explore the ever-changing landscape of the web. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to episode number six. Uh, welcome Stefan and Ben. I'm glad you guys can join us. Uh, welcome, listeners, to our sixth episode titled, or at least topic, passwords and security. How's things going for you guys?
1: Fantastic. Excellent. Nope. <laughs>
0: We're getting better at this timing thing, aren't we?
2: Yeah, and talking over each other—that's working out. No, that's fine. Remember, we we
0: had talked about this off mic, Stefan. I don't know if you were uh, were part of that or or Ben mentioned it, but like, just speak over someone if you have something to say. It's fine in the podcast, not in a meeting with a client, though, right?
1: <laughs> Which is fun because that's something I'm I'm always working not to do. So it's fun to reverse that and purposely try yeah. to interrupt people. It's cool. Train,
0: train around it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll kick off today's uh, topic and just kind of dive right in. The reason for this topic, uh, I'll give a little backstory. Stephan, uh and Ben was, uh, recently I was, I was speaking with a client and we were doing some work for them and, and we had to share, you know, some passwords. We had to kind of dive into some stuff and in doing so discovering kind of some weak passwords, right? And so I probably am a culprit as well of, of weak passwords, not for work stuff. Cause I'll use the, the automated, like I'll let our uh, password manager kind of tell us what passwords, so those are always tough because I'll never remember them. During. But uh, for personal stuff, I, I kind of have to do a little audit uh, after I'm sitting here preaching this, like change your passwords and then me needing to go back. So recently we had a client uh, I was working with that just had some passwords that were too obvious. And so as I was kind of giving that email, writing that email to her saying like, hey, maybe we should check these, let's analyze these, let's, let's put in some better ones. I was like, crap, I got to do that same thing for myself now. So here we are. We're going to talk about passwords and security. You know, and, and I don't know, Stefan, if you want to share your thoughts, uh, what you thought as soon as I gave you that topic this week.
1: I thought at first, well, now that we're now we're saying my, my, my thought as we're going through this is, is I hope the client doesn't know who we're talking about, but I would say at least half our clients fall into this bucket. So if you're listening, it's not you, or maybe it is, maybe it is. And also gold star for for you, for, uh, for letting your password manager do the work there. Cause that is the best way to go. Yeah. It, that's been, that's been a thing from the beginning, I think is a, uh, As a company that's been around this long it's kind of funny to see the challenges um and different edges of our business that are just timeless and that is one of them for sure
0: yeah yeah definitely well before we dive into uh, some of the obvious reasons why changing or checking your password or or staying up on that uh, and using the the tools that are out there to help uh, organize that data uh, i thought we could kind of talk a little briefly about the history of passwords and then just defining kind of what we're talking about. Not just like your, your email password, but kind of talking about password managers, the types of authentication, um, that are, that are out there, uh, that sometimes are prompting you as a user, do you want this service or, or whatnot? So we'll define what those are as well. So any guess what culture civilization, excuse me, I can't even say that civilization First, kind of introduced the the concept of passwords. Any guesses? Egypt. No. You went with Egypt. Okay. Romans. So back in the day, the Romans they used what they called watchwords. And so what it was is the Roman army used watchword phrases, even not just a word, a phrase that proved that they were part of that unit. So I, that was pretty interesting. Next one, mainly in the states, right? Around the 1920s, any guess of what was going on around the 1920s? I'll
1: give so you a hint. There was war. Yeah.
0: Now let's go. Prohibition. Ooh, there it is. Prohibition, right? So prohibition, speakeasies, another form of passwords, right? Of of whether it's knocking uh, on the door, presenting a card. They used to present a card or a code phrase, saying the phrase would get you a ticket uh, to get inside, right? So another one. Any guess of what college? I don't want to give it away too much. What college was credited at least where the first password, digital password, was started? MIT. Oh, gold star for Ben. Yep. Really? MIT. Yep. Hey. So 1961 a, a MIT computer science professor uh named Fernando uh created the first digital password for a program a problem solving program. Uh and so that was credited as the first one uh which is pretty interesting. So we'll skip over uh I guess the last like web 2.0 password overload which is kind of like starting to get into now you know, phrases to letters to using uh, other kind of methods uh, within that. But let's dive into defining some of this stuff. So I had mentioned it earlier, talking about password manager and Stefan, thanks for the kudos, uh, but using those prompts for a password. Uh, Stefan, you want to define what what you think, or at least what our, what our users, listeners uh, should understand as, as a password manager.
1: Yeah, Password Manager is basically a, an app that does a lot of the work for you. And, and there's, there's various ones out there that do varying degrees of the work for you. Um, I think there's some, some kind of minimum requirements, uh, definitely including obviously storing the password securely, generating passwords for you, and recently actually uh, handling some of the MFA work as well. I think part of the security problem has always been it's tough. Uh, and it's changing all the time, and so having an app that can that can do a lot of this work for you theoretically uh, helps a bit. Yeah. Well, you
0: mentioned kind of the next definition that we need is is MFA. Um, I've heard another one which is two FA. Mm-hmm. What are the difference? Well, what are the definitions, and then what are the differences between the two of those?
1: There are technical differences, but but really, it's. For all intents and purposes, it's largely the same for most people who are actually using it. Two FA is just kind of a, a more limited subset of, of MFA. MFA is, is really it's multi factor authentication, and it's uh, it's two or more authentication methods. So it could be you know a password and uh, a hardware key, you know, uh, or or a password. And, uh, some kind of biometric, uh, fingerprint, eye scan, something like that, or all three or more. Whereas two so of is just two of those things. So
0: those would be potentially required for getting into the gateway, whatever it is, whether it's logging into email. So it'd be password Affirm. plus yep. those potential. Okay. Yep. yep. And then you, you mentioned hardware key. What's that?
1: So there's uh several products out there. Two that I've owned are Titan, um, which I believe is a Google product, and my favorite, YubiKey. Uh, YubiKey is, is a fantastic company, uh, just as a demonstration. I actually had mine on my keychain and just beat it up and destroyed the plastic housing on it, which is unusual from what I understand. And, and I think I tweeted something about that, and uh, they immediately got a hold of me and sent me a replacement for it. Really cool company. If you don't lose the device, it's uh, it's pretty useful. So it's something where you again, you've already got your password. You log in with that, and then you generally have a choice depending on how you have things set up to where it's going to send you the ubiquitous text message code, or maybe you open up Authy and, and and put in a code, or you can use uh you can use this key. You plug it in and, and touch it, and and it logs you right in. Rad. So we built.
0: So we have a CMS called evergreen and michael actually gave me a hand with this with the hardware key um Mm -hmm. and we made it or assigned it to be the the fingerprint which was really a a neat feature so that was my or is my mfa for logging into evergreen which was super handy because yeah it's it's doing the password instead of having to text me which okay now i'm bringing up the other one text, is that qualified like a text message or SMS message? Is that part of an MFA? Uh, it's just
1: another yeah. form of it? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's there's all kinds of different forms of it. Email is another one. It's it's pretty easily arguable that text messaging is probably one of the weaker forms depending on your email provider. Uh, generally, and this is all very arguable and, and is sure. argued often with, with great emotion. But I would say <laughs> most... Most primary email providers give you the choices to be pretty secure. You know, you can you can make your Gmail very very secure, and so if the code's getting sent there and you've got that secured, you're pretty safe. Text messages, uh, while again very ubiquitous, there's there's ways around that. You know, there's there's SIM jacking. Some some phone companies still. And hopefully this this stops pretty quickly now with with the advent of some of the ai technologies but they they really don't have much verification beyond beyond your voice you know you call some some companies and and they'll verify with your voice and so there are definitely ways uh, where you can you can get a hold of somebody's phone number and and receive those texts on their behalf Hmm. yeah it's it's
0: funny you mentioned the uh the ai part of that uh, now that I could actually have like about 30 seconds of your voice and I could recreate a sentence with AI that kind of starts to be a little scary, right? Of like, do I want it to be voice, a, a voice confirmation? You know, it may not be me. Right. So in the news recently, there was, uh, some hackers, uh, that were jumping in with, with AI, uh, to try to see if like how that was working. And uh, just a real quick, interesting stat. So AI service, I won't name what it was, but it was able to crack 51% of the passwords that they scanned in under a minute using AI. And I was mentioning to this, like to Ben yesterday, it's like, oh shoot, like if AI knows everything about me that's on the web, that's digital, right? Cause that's really what it's doing is it's it's calculating, it's pulling in all that data. I need to make sure my my, passwords aren't like my son's name, right? Like obvious ones, my hobbies, you know, like I love fishing one, right? Like that may be not a good one, which is pretty funny. So what I did is I dove in and did some homework on this and, and started to look up, uh, some of the common passwords, right? Ben, we'll get you to jump in on this. All right. In the U S what is the most hacked password, what is the password for it?
2: The password for it is password. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. The most hacked (laughs) password in the US is password. Two for two. (laughs) Two for two. All right, let's see if we get three out of you, okay? I'll I'll come back to you on this next one. Uh, Stefan, what do you think the most hacked one is in Germany?
1: I don't know a lot of German, so I don't know. One,
0: two, three, four, five, six. That makes sense. They just counted it out. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought that was an interesting one too. And then the other one was Russia, which is a, a big culprit for a lot of hacking. Theirs was another pattern here. Ben, you wanna take a stab at it? So we got password, we got just counting up to six.
2: Hmm, drawing a blank. My, my Russian uh, intuition is low right now.
0: Right. It's literally, it's, uh, I'm going to botch probably how you say it. it's QWERTY, right? It's Q-W-E-R-T-Y, which is those letters in your left hand on your keyboard, right? Huh. So if you were just to go like that, you basically got their number one hacked password.
2: That's pretty wild. Actually, uh, just a quick story. A friend of mine grabbed my phone one day and... He just tapped on it 7777. Seven, seven, seven. Is that it? Hold on. <laughs> Are you giving everyone right now? Ben is it's giving. Not, his phone. It's no longer, it's no longer current, but he tried to log into my phone and he's like, he just found the middle row, middle number on the keypad. And he's like, I don't know, you're a busy dude. I assumed you'd just try and make it as easy on your po- as possible on yourself to get in your phone. And I'm like, wow, first try too. So yeah, to your point, just that that you know, ease of access to it is uh, makes sense. Wow, that's yeah, that's funny. So yeah,
0: ease of access, knowing, you know, knowing us, getting to know us, social media, or whatever. Just pulling that data is is pretty interesting. So one of uh one of the biggest tips that I was reading up on was was uh, just a list of things, and we'll go through them pretty quick. But uh, how to create a long or not a long? I just botched the first one. How to create a strong. Password, right? So, Stefan, what would be your number one tip? And I may have just hinted to it, which is terrible. What would be your number one tip to making a strong password?
1: Well, it could possibly be length. But uh, I, I can tell you, I, for me, again, let the uh, password manager do the work for the most part. And I have, a, I have certain preferences within that that I will set it to do. But uh, yeah. length and, and, and having, having that do the work, I think right now at least is key.
0: Yeah, it is interesting because you mentioned that. And when I have it pop up, if I took a look at it and you gave me like 20 seconds to like read it, and then I look away and you asked me to say it again to you, like repeat it back, couldn't do it, right? Capital H, lowercase, you know, E, like I just, there's no way I'd remember it, you know? So one of them, uh, so length is definitely it. So this was a stat that I had told Ben and, and I totally didn't know it right, but I, I kind of implied what it was, was passwords with 10 to 12 characters. Minimum is, is better, right? So longer is better, but don't always use the minimum that a website will give you like minimum, maybe eight characters, right? Mm -hmm. So an eight character password, according to the study comprised of lowercase and uppercase takes about 22 minutes to crack. Okay. A twelve-character password including symbols. How long do you think that would take to crack?
1: I recuse I myself really... from answering.
2: Yeah. And it depends on the
1: day. <laughs> I, I think I think there's there's solid sounding answers to this, but as computational power uh, increases, that time goes down dramatically fast.
0: Mm. Sure, and, and the reality to this too is is I don't know how they could actually predict this this number. That I'm about to say. But the point being that it's exponential, right? So twenty-two minutes to car- do a, a ten, a twelve, uh, including symbols. They calculated out to thirty-four thousand years, right?
1: Hmm.
0: Who knows? That's that. I mean, that just can't be right. The point being, it's a lot more than twenty-two minutes just to make it slightly longer and include a symbol or symbols, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really good one. Uh, is it hard to guess, right? So that's an easy one. We talked about that stefan actually before this call listeners Stephen had his microphone like or was it microphone oh it was in your background you had your like your wi-fi in the mm-hmm. camera shot and i hope i'm not like spilling the beans it's not in the shot now so good luck anyone looking but just is it easy to guess is there information you know that i'm already giving on a camera that potentially could give some of that away right i had mentioned using my son's name like he's not in any of my passwords So, you know, there, um, do you use varied character types? Right. So again, uppercase, lowercase symbols, let's see, what would be another good one? Phrases talk about that stuff and like changing it from just like a word number symbol or whatever variation to like a phrase, you know, you had mentioned setting.
1: So, so to be honest, that is something I have done. Generally, in those situations where, for whatever reason, I don't have access to a password manager or it's not working or whatever, I mean, it, it does happen. And I just need to come up with something really quick. I will use some kind of a phrase that I'm going to remember, divided by something that I'm going to remember, followed by a, a set of random characters that, again, I've used before and I'm going to remember. And so it's kind of a combination of things. But, but frankly, that occasion rises less and less and less. And I I am pretty good about going back and, and resetting those pretty quickly too, because I, to me still the best is as long possible, random as possible string that, that the manager comes up with. Which I think is maybe the heart of what we're all saying is like, if you can't come up with
0: something that someone will not guess, let the tool do its job and randomize the heck out of it, right? Like I think that's- well,
2: Yes to that, and then going back to what you talked about before, why use a, a password manager? I found that in ex- to the extent that I have um, a password manager, I can do that. If you use something random and you know completely unlikely anyone would ever hack it, I'm never going to remember that again. So just again reinforcing that the need for that manager to support using those types of uh, passwords.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and another important factor that that we haven't at least touched on yet is, and, and again, using a password manager enforces this is uniqueness. If you've got the best pa- password in the world, you've still got a big problem at some point if you're using the same one everywhere. And and I, I, I could go into a little bit, I guess, something that that, that touches on as well as something else that we, we didn't go in earlier when we were talking about MFA. We've had clients, who when, when we turned on MFA protection by default weren't happy about it. And the argument was, Hey, I, I've got my password. It's a, it's a good password and, and that's, you know, that should be good enough or I don't really have anything that important on my website or, or, you know, I'm not, I'm not holding customer information or credit card information or anything like that. And, uh, I think. Arguments for MFA and uniqueness are that in, I think every one of those cases where a client told us this, um, I used a, a tool called Have I Been Pwned, which we'll we'll post a link to, to show that, that their email address that I had access to had been compromised, and that and that secure password was out there on the dark web already. And so that 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 again lends itself to passwords need to be different, which password managers help you with, um, and MFA. Even if th- even if those passwords are different. MFA means that somehow those get out. You still got that that extra layer of protection, and so they're still really important.
0: We didn't we didn't mention it, but it, it just came to mind. Uh, single sign-on, like is that mm-hmm. different? What you're talking about is single sign-on. So I can be signed into Google, and I could access Google, like my Gmail, and then I could pull up Docs. I'm already logged in, right? That's the premise. Is that different?
1: It's I, I think it's it's different from what we're talking about, but it's depending on your settings, hopefully it's using all of these things. So yes, you can, you can sign into multiple properties with one single sign-on uh, set of credentials, but the hope is that you have that set up securely to where you're using MFA or, or something to get in there. Okay, that makes sense.
0: Well, again, going back to the client interactions, we'll, we're gonna talk about how that kind of relates to our kind of work history with clients Uh, what we're seeing and what we're really suggesting clients do, but also listeners, you know, if, if you're in our industry, you know, what your clients are doing, what they're sharing with you, I think is really important, uh, recently. And I, and I guess, raise, raise your hand. If you have a Netflix account, you guys, Netflix. Yep. Okay. So we all have Netflix. Okay. So recently actually starting this year, they're going to be doing some password sharing crackdown. So. Without ratting out my uh, family who uses my Netflix, I do have the family account where I you know, can have X amount of IP addresses, I think is how they track it, but making sure that they have their own user account without having to share my password, right? So just in the last few months, they uh, Netflix restricted Canada, Spain, Portugal, New Zealand, and is now starting here in the States to do this. So only people who live under the same roof can share accounts. And I assume that's probably an IP address is how they're tracking that, right? So bringing this back to clients, uh, what would be the biggest suggestion to our clients that are like, or, or not just our clients, but any client partner relationship of sharing a password? What would be the best solution for that, Stefan? If, if I need to give you, my developer access to my account, how do I do that?
1: A, don't I think if you can if you can set up a separate <laughs> account, set up a separate account account and delegate that to us that's that's the best way to go. So um, I, I really okay. yeah I, I don't want your credentials. in Perfect. the real world that does come up there's there's a lot of services out there who don't let you create uh, accounts and delegate password management systems again to the rescue in a lot of situations a lot of those have features now to where you can you can share those. Uh, but I can tell you, so far, it's unfortunately rare that we come across clients who are using a password management program. What uh, I, I prefer to do in those situations is send them a link to uh, One Time Secret, which uh, I think I already mentioned. We'll, we'll put that, uh, put a link to that, and that gives you a, a fairly secure way to to send somebody a secret, you know, password. Definitely qualifying as that. In a way that expires, and and you can even give somebody a password over the phone to access the password. So not perfect, because again, perfect is just don't. But mm-hmm. certainly, certainly, worlds better than than sending somebody an email with with the password in plain text, which is something I think clients want to do probably ninety percent of the time.
0: Well, we I think we talked too about, or unless that's just what you said, but adding them as a user, right? So then you are not mm-hmm. actually having to share the account where the email gets invite. And then I have to create it, or, or actually, in this case, the story you would create it. So I have no clue what your password is. You said right. it, then, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of services have that. Uh, you know, we'll will uh, we'll go down that road a lot with GoDaddy, where somebody's got a GoDaddy account and we need to access it, and it's it's fairly easy to give another GoDaddy account access to yours. And so that's that's the ideal workflow for those situations for sure.
0: Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll talk about that. The impact on that is, is huge recently. So I, I looked up, you know, recent attacks, like what, are, what are some of the most recent ones and, um, hackers apparently, uh, this last year broke into AMD, so, uh, Silicon Valley chip maker, right. And this came down, which is funny that, that apparently their, their IT department, their security department didn't have like these policies in place, but it came down to employees allegedly using passwords like number one and two on our list, password Mm -hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, right? Like how much are these password management systems? Ben, you pay our bills like (laughs) for the team. Do you know how much, like, I mean, is it an arm and a leg? for password management systems for like small organizations to use?
2: No, and I think the reality is, you know, the the alternative to, to getting hacked is is way outstrips any concern along those lines. So yeah, what is a couple hundred dollars a year? And when you think about the core of our business is protecting our clients and, you know, using a bunch of services to do so. And heck, just the inconvenience we've all felt as, you know, company credit card gets compromised as, as frequently as it does, like the, yeah. Again, the the cost is so nominal considering the the downside of um, you know getting hacked in one, let alone multiple areas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and,
1: and another thing with with password management systems, um, there there are generally kind of a, a a general public version, and then with most of the big ones, there's a, a corporate or business version, and all the business versions I've tried so far have an administrative interface for somebody like me to look at them and and kind of hound people. Hey, you're using bad passwords. I can't see what your passwords are, but I can see a score, and I can see when when users are are maybe don't have some best practices. Uh, and for situations mm-hmm. like that, you know the the AMD or I I, yeah, I hesitate to mention some of the other ones because I don't know if that exactly was the cause for those, but uh, that's important for an organization, especially if that organization has kind of spiders out into other organizations, which leads to supply side attacks and all sorts of fun stuff.
0: Yeah, and we could talk about all the types of like hacking, right? So phishing being a a pretty common one, right? Uh, A company, a software company I used to work for, their IT department, about once a month would send phishing emails out to employees Mm -hmm. And I, and it was like, it was always all of us. We were like, guys, guys, come look at this. Is this, it? Is this one of them? Like, we're like looking at each other's email. Like this really looks fishy. I'm not even opening it. Screw it. I'm not touching it. Cause I don't want to get that email from like my managers talking about like, Hey, mm-hmm. somebody really shouldn't have opened that email. Like, you know, so that's, that's definitely one uh, there. There was another study talking about password managers. Again, how many people have actually used it or, or use it uh, any guess? Uh, between the pair of you, what percentage of us adults, 16 to 50 plus age use a password manager, according to the study, Google, uh, in 2019, 19, probably being key.
1: 19%. Uh, I would, I would be shocked if it was above 5%.
0: Really? So uh, again, according to the study, I'm not saying it's true. It's just what I found 24%. So that's, don't believe,
1: that's
0: not... it. <laughs> don't believe it. Well, okay. So, so use a password manager. I guess maybe
2: we'd have to define that, right? Like they have one, does that qualify as use, right? Well, because, and, 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 and and is d- there a password manager just, you know, a notes, a uh,
1: notes file in their phone? <laughs> and and that are, could also just, qualify as is is uh, what what is the iCloud password manager that's on your Mac by default or your, right. your Chrome password Chrome. manager?
0: Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: If if we can stretch that far, I can I can I can start to buy into that a little bit. But I know in my personal experience, getting people, especially outside, you know, if I have no authority <laughs> to to push it. Like I, like I do at Cascade, you know, in my personal life, getting people to use it, that, that some of them very tech savvy, it is like pulling teeth. <laughs> it's, like, it's like offering to pull their teeth for them. It's, it's uh, not an easy sell.
0: Well, that, that same study said that uh, about 55% of them could even correctly define what a password manager was, right? So half of the people it surveyed, you know, could even define what it was, right? That was That was pretty interesting. All right, so in that same survey, 80% of those people said they were actually concerned their password had already been compromised, yet only 48 of them actually changed their passwords. Right? Wow. Again, moral of the story, these are some simple things to do and often free for just an individual user or nominal for an organization, small organization even like ours, right? Yep, yep, yeah
1: yeah for, for whatever reason i'm I'm the guy my friends come to when when their uh, their Twitter or their Facebook or something gets hacked, um, and one hundred percent of the time, I can look that email address up and show them, well, here's your password that you were you know using in ten different places and and here's how it got hacked. And I think that mm. is part of reaching a lot of people is they don't quite understand some of these specifics and you tell them don't reuse a password. well why? You know, it's easy to remember, use a password manager. Why? That's that's one extra step. Why'd my Facebook get hacked? Why'd my Twitter get hacked? That's why.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a sucker for challenges. And so when we recently changed ours uh, in our company and, and uh, Stefan, I'll let you decide if you want to tell anyone what we use, but we use a password manager, that's safe enough to say, that has a score that you, you were talking about. And I remember the message you sent, like, all right, Simon, what's your score? And I I, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, now I'm worried. I did it. It wasn't terrible. But what was great about it, like you said, is it was telling me, hey, you're using redundant passwords or it's it's too short. Like, it, it gives you all the tools to really go back and, and update those, right? And mm-hmm. identify what you really need to do better. I really liked that. And again, the challenge of just like, I got up the score. I want to. I need to be better than Stefan.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's really important. I think for organizations, again, it's just uh, like you, like you mentioned before with AMD, it, it, it's hugely important for organizations that you get your people on board with these things. And I think gamifying it a little bit like that is is pretty helpful. Um, I can tell you, the password manager we switched from being LastPass, they had some of that in there. It wasn't quite is it in your face. And so I, I don't think it it was successfully gamified that much, um, but again, it did have those management capabilities where you could see, you know, the 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 people that were doing maybe a better job than than others. And at that point, you know, as a manager, you can gamify it, you know, externally. At that point, yeah. And
0: I don't want to out LastPass, but weren't they recently hacked?
1: They were. They were uh, relatively recently hacked, and and they weren't. In my estimation, terribly forthcoming about the circumstances or the fact that they'd really been hacked or the depth that they'd been hacked. Um, I, wow. I definitely don't want to don't want to pile on them, so I won't go too far in, in into oh. it. Uh, good products, but you know, some of some of that just kind of scared me away. And I think we have to be responsible to our clients and and do things in the most secure way possible. And and things were done in a way there to where I. I didn't feel like we were doing our duty by, by sticking with that.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I was looking at, uh, data breaches for this year. Shoot. We're in May. So five months in. Right. Uh, and I was, I actually didn't see them on the list. So it must've been at the end of last year, I think. Right. But think we so. have team T-Mobile in January. They were hacked, uh, pins, full names, phone numbers of about 800 clients, uh, which in the scheme of it, that's not, a lot, I mean, it's sub thousand considering they probably have a million, maybe, I don't know how many clients they have yum, yum, or yum, not yum, yum, yum brands, which is KFC, Taco Bell and Pizza Hut, right? They, in April had a hack that actually gave up, um, I- identification or I- IDs of users in there. chat GPT in March was hacked. Hmm. Chick-fil-A in March. Activision, which is the Call of Duty franchise, uh, was hacked in February. And again, the hackers used, uh, an SMS phishing, uh, on an HR employee to gain employee data, including emails, cell numbers, salaries, and work locations. Yeah. Google Fi, in February male chimp in january norton lifelock in january like i mean and, and the list can continue so there it is there's last Pass. so august 25th and 22 so last last late summer uh was last past so yeah shoot yeah it, it's, it's gonna
1: happen and and that's the, that's the other side of this is if you're doing this long enough you're going to experience some kind of a breach but don't, don't make it easy by using password as your password.
2: <laughs>
0: or one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. 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 I, I think for the most part, we can probably sum it up there and, and talking about the tools, uh, like we had said, uh, listeners, Stefan will, uh, provide those and we can put some, uh, links of, of not, not necessarily ones we suggest or endorse, but just ones that we're, we're either familiar with or using the ultimate. And I think you guys would just agree is, just doing something proactive about your password, uh, changing them often. That is something that, uh, that I think our password manager actually reminds us as well, which is a good one. Stefan, the the repeated use one, I was thinking of that one too. Like I, I had in the past used like the same password for multiple. And then it occurred to me, like if someone was to get in access to that, if they just knew what other services I signed up for, that would be the first mm-hmm. guess, right? The first guess would just be to use the one that they used for the other, right? So I'll, I'll close on this. I, I found this pretty interesting. So, and I think we'll all agree, uh, but Robert Morris, uh, father of Robert Morris Jr., an author uh, that wrote the Morris worm. So the Morris worm was the first uh, internet worm in one of the oldest computers to be distributed via the internet. And again, uh, this came from uh, a, a college, but it was basically written at Cornell University and distributed using the MIT network, right? His, his rule of thumb when it came to passwords was there's three golden rules to ensure computer security. Okay, they are one, don't own a computer. Two, don't power it on. And three, don't ever use it. <laughs> right. So Testified. if that's not an option, yeah, if that's not an option, uh, then maybe just secure your passwords. Use a password manager, right? All right. Well, thank you, uh, Stefan, just for your insight. And Ben, jumping into, I think that kind of concludes episode six on passwords. Name of the game. Update them. Long. Add some numbers. Use a password manager. Right? Absolutely.
2: Excellent. Right. Yeah, thanks, guys.
0: Great, thank right. you. Thanks for joining. Uh, Catch us in another two weeks and we'll get episode seven going. Thanks, everyone.